0: Helen let's pray. Father God help us to understand something of what appears to be a bizarre scene as we uh, try and see how you are revealing yourself to us both then and now. Help us we pray. Amen. The weather's changed in the last few days hasn't it? It appears that uh, summer is here and as I said earlier on there's at least four pairs of shorts here in church this morning. Probably many others as people are watching online it's been half term and if you're a parent or grandparent aunt or uncle you might just have had the excuse to go out and have a barbecue perhaps or a picnic in the park gone out for a meal you've may have been down to chalkwell beach or another beach somewhere else and enjoyed the good weather and it's given us hope hasn't it given us hope that on the 21st of june when hopefully many of the restrictions that we're living under weather just helps us along our way. But there's so much news online about post-lockdown and what will happen on the 21st of June. There's news on our TVs and our radios and in other ways that, that we consume uh, that sort of information. We're all looking forward, at least I guess we're all looking forward, to an increase in the sense of freedom and normality that we can experience know that we can't go back to exactly how things were before the pandemic brought us change maybe it's been a period where you've had an opportunity to rethink things maybe your aspirations have changed as a result of time thinking over the last 15 years maybe your world view has changed jobs we do, we've considered and made new decisions. We may have decided to retire earlier than we expected. We may have decided we want to live somewhere else or change the transport that we use or the food that we eat. Since last summer, some friends of ours have been locked down in one country. Their son, who's at school in their home country, has had to go and live with his grandparents while their daughter is in this country at university. And it feels like they're all in exile from one another. They can't travel between those countries. They've got Zoom and Skype and things like that. They can keep in touch with each other. But it's not the same. And they're not alone. Some of you may feel uh, exiled, as it were, from your family. The of people has been going on though for centuries. Whether because of economic or political reasons or it may be accidental. That's what's happened here in this rather strange passage that Helen's read to us this morning from the book of Ezekiel. He along with many of his fellow country people have been exiled to a different country. They've had their identity challenged. They've had a sense of their faith being challenged. They're isolated. And in some ways, quite distant from home. Now, Steve, you won't remember this, but some of us are here old enough to remember a song by Boney M um, where they talk about being on the rivers of Babylon. That story is from Psalm 137. And that relates directly. this passage that we're looking at today. Jerusalem had been conquered, the temple had been destroyed, and the Israelites were living in exile in Babylon, and they were weeping and mourning their fate. Being true to God was difficult for them, as Ezekiel experiences and Daniel, who lived at a similar time, also found it. we seek to be followers of Jesus in our culture, and a culture that seems perhaps increasingly alien to us, certainly the way we're having to live now. The aim of the exile that Ezekiel and his friends were drawn into was to absorb the nation into uh, the Babylonian How can followers of Jesus maintain their life? How can you and I can do that? How can we thrive? How can we maintain our identity in our contemporary culture? Because culture attempts to shape our identity. And sometimes it tries to do that more so than our faith. So what will ensure Ezekiel's faith more than just a bolt-on activity or accessory to the busy lives that we already live. We need what Ezekiel received, and that's a vision of the glory of God. Now, in biblical times, God seems to have often done this through visions and dreams. The cultural expectation was that was how God spoke to his people. Now, while that seems unusual, we're talking in a pre-book culture. There's no internet. There's no library to go to. There's no schools to go to in the traditional sense. And so the expectation was when God spoke, he would speak through a dream or a vision. Now, while that seems to happen for some people today, God will normally use a message that we will listen to and in a way that he will communicate to us. So he may communicate to us through our conversations with other people, through a book, through nature, through films and art and silence, perhaps noise, images, lyrics. God's not restricted or contained, but real and present, always with his people. And he speaks to us if we have the ability and prepared to listen in ways that are was a faithful man who was receptive to hearing from God, just as Joseph was, and Daniel, and Ruth, and Mary, and Joseph, and many others in the biblical stories. So these and others, God communicated in ways that they would understand. And so the purpose of this science fiction-like vision that is here at the beginning of Ezekiel was to remind him God's glory, that God would not abandon his people. So let's look briefly at this vision. You may have a Bible with you on your tablet or phone and you can follow this through. What Ezekiel saw first of all was a whirlwind, a bit like the one on the street, something like a tornado, and it was coming from the north, and the north traditionally was where uh, news came from where God would speak. It was seen as coming from the north. And that was an important part in this story. It was a way of saying to Ezekiel, you need to listen to this. This is important. Secondly, there were remarkable beings that were present. We heard that in the reading. Representing the likeness of a human. It suggested that these four faces that it meant are four aspects of God's creative work. A human is the only creature that is said to be made in the image of God. So obviously that's important. Secondly, it talks about a lion. And the lion is the sovereign of the animal kingdom. It then talks about an ox, which was seen as the strongest domesticated animal. And then finally, an eagle, which was considered by many to be the greatest of all birds in creation. Some strong images here of God's glory and power and strength, but also his desire for relationship through that human figure. When God wanted to reveal himself fully, we know that he did that in a human figure in the form of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And here there's a glimpse of what is to come. But then above all this that's going on, respond to that voice by being quiet and folding their wings almost in worship and reverence to who God is. There's parallels here to Jesus' baptism. When things stopped and the voice of God was heard approving who Jesus was. The whole picture is colourful and bright and happy and it's radiant. It's not frightening. It's like a rainbow, similar to what Steve was saying earlier like a rainbow in the cloud and in the sky confirming God's promise one that was revealed through the story of Noah much earlier in the scripture now after seeing all this one author says this no matter what message God gave him to speak out or what opposition rose from for the people Ezekiel would be encouraged and strengthened because he had seen the mighty throne of seen something, a glimpse of God's glory. Now all this in the context of Ezekiel living in this strange land. He's walking by the river. He's confused, he's isolated, he's anxious, and God hits him with this vision to reassure him and encourage him. That's his context. Our context is that we're living in strange times. We need to be looking for how God might be speaking to us. The reality is that he is. The question is, are we listening and are we looking for the way that he might speak to us? Over the last 15 months, most of us at some point have probably said, why God are we going Be because we've had some bad medical news. It may be we've had some relational challenges in the last 15 years. Domestic violence has gone through the roof in our country. Maybe that you've been grieved. Maybe you've been redundant, made redundant. You feel your freedom has been highly restricted. The exile. Us, the book of Ezekiel reminds us to seek out God in the tough times. When we do feel isolated and constricted and lost, to examine our own lives, to align ourselves with God, believe him, and follow Jesus and receive the power of his spirit. What Ezekiel does receive is a message of him that God has not abandoned his people. That God does not look back at what we were in the past when we followed him. He doesn't mention our former misconduct once we've repented of it. It's God who takes the initiative to speak to us. And the question is, are we listening? God's appearing to Ezekiel. As we will see later on, there's a reminder here to take in seriously. Now, as I said at the beginning, if you're a gamer, if you're into fantasy novels or reconstructions, if you like fantasy board games or films, then the imagery here will not surprise you. It will be familiar to you, but to many of us, it seems strange. to live in a proper relationship with him this is about knowing who god is and living a god focused life Let me pray. father god this is perhaps to some of us a rather strange of us who are living now in the 21st century, that we would have eyes to see how you are trying to reveal yourself to us. We know it's you who's taking the initiative. Help us to listen. Help us to look. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Steve, are you a gamer? I no, don't know if Not
1: really. I used to... it was one of those things you eventually... I, I,
0: I know things. someone who's in their 80s who's a really keen gamer, <laughs> so it's got nothing to do with age. But the, the, this story, you can see why I've said that. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's some very bizarre things. You know, I, I, I saw a certain friend of ours who you know as well as I do, as soon as I said gaming and fantasy events, he sort of sat up and took yeah. more notice than he normally would. as I'm preaching But it, on it creeps Sunday into
1: morning. other sorts of popular culture as well. There's all yeah. sorts of fantasy TV shows and stuff exactly. where see it in the flesh would be quite something. It, it's
0: interesting, if you know the film The Matrix, then the, 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 the ship that they travel on, there are elements of this yeah. in yeah. that ship, particularly with the wheels, thing here for me was is god will try and speak to us and approach us and often uses ways that will make us stop and move.
1: catch our attention
0: and that's what happened there yeah. now that will be different things to us here
1: it was funny yeah well <laughs> when you were when Ellen was reading the passage having told you about this incredible rainbow that i saw in the sky i suddenly thought I was like, oh, I'm off the hook. It wasn't quite as as unusual as I I thought. There are others who have been um, commenting about the strange things that they've experienced, some (laughs) more pithy than others. Um, uh, David (laughs) says, uh, this week I was driving on the M25 at 1 o'clock and saw no other traffic at all for 10 minutes. And then he just said, on the M25. It was one o'clock in the morning, but still, that is.
0: Well, I I used to live much nearer the M twenty-five than here, and was on it at all different.
1: I don't know, I I think these strange things, when we do come across them, like you say, stop us in our tracks, and some of us
0: it's noisy it wasn't fearful no this was an uplifting this was yeah. an encouragement
1: which i'm not sure would have been my reaction to it but for the ezekiel it absolutely, absolutely. was it's